When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of Podcast on Fifth Ave. She is Taylor. I am Jenna. We are missing Jordan. I feel like it's a rotation every couple weeks. We're bu- we're busy, but we're excited to be here, obviously. Um, it's the off-season, so, you know, things are a little bit slower for the Penguins. But earlier this week, there was some news. The Penguins and Fenway Sports Group selected a new management group for PPG Paints Arena. It's called Oakview Group. And this is pretty intriguing, Taylor. There's a couple reasons why, but this is the management group that is in charge of UBS Arena, which is the new Islanders Arena, and uh, Climate Pledge Arena. I had to think about the name for a second. The Seattle Kraken Arena, which is pretty cool if you think about it. Yeah, um, you know, they have a, they manage a couple of other smaller facilities, you know, like Arizona State's hockey rink, which is going to be the Coyotes um, an NHL arena too, because Gary Bettman can't just let that go. Um, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Um, they like the practice facility of the Blues. There's a local tie. They do already manage the UPMC Events Center, Robert Morris. So um the the pre this they didn't like break a contract the previous contract or the previous management group is already set to expire um i not i don't think there's gonna be a ton of changes um like but like with the staff they're not gonna the the management group the local management group they're keeping those people they're keeping all like the arena workers so it's not gonna be a change in that way but um i mean there's you know bigger things that I think we might end up seeing um, when it comes to just how PPG Paints Arena is is run and um, you know parts of the game day experience. Um, I mean something I'd like to see and that I think is due is just um, new uh, video board and then uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but like the the effects, like the lights and the the ability to project things on the ice. All yeah. new buildings yeah. you see have that, including um, like UBS Arena. They have a really cool, you know, video board and the ability to do those kind of presentations on the ice. And um, the crack and the, they're not in a new building, but it was a renovated building. Um, they can do all that too. Um, and uh, we've seen some older buildings around the league be renovated in that way to be able to do those cool little on ice light shows. Um, like the Cap- Capital One Arena comes to mind. That's an older building, but they've really made some some improvements in that area. So I think that's something that's due because yeah, like the PPG Paints Arena, they can't do those. Uh, what you know, what I'm talking about when they 
they can turn like the ice into a screen and do those yeah yeah uh, vegas does a lot of cool really really cool things with that um philly is another building that has been updated in that way gritty comes out onto the ice and he like you know puts a like a flag and it like cracks the ice and then you know i it's it's a whole thing i'd love to see that come to to ppg pain serena it just feels like that's the way things are going now and the the penguins are a little bit behind in that because the building's been around for a little over a decade now can we get iceberg like coming down from the rafters and doing something on the ice? I think that needs to be part of this too. Honestly, yeah, get, they need to look at what the Flyers did with Gritty and see if you can just capture even like a little bit of that. Uh, just just a little. Bit. No, but we 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 do talk about game day experiences, and you look at you know arenas across the league. Tampa kind of always comes to mind with like the lightning from the ceiling, like little things like that that add to the experience. That again, like we said, because of PPG Paints Arena and it being a little bit quote unquote older, they don't have the capabilities to do that. Yeah, you bring up Tampa. I feel like a lot of buildings we go to, the vibe is just so much cooler i don't know how to explain it but tampa you go to a game yeah. you went yeah. to yeah you went to the opener in tampa so you know what i'm talking about like stuff like the music choices i i feel like i i don't even know how i would describe the music at ppg paint serena but it's like not things that you can typically sing to it's just a lot of like no. edm no. type stuff and like you know club remixes and i, would, I, I don't know it, it's cool i feel like it's not something that it's, it's something that's hard to get into but um stuff like that um i would love to see them drop rc cola i don't know i don't know how long that you know <laughs> how long is that deal can we just bring coke and diet the coke? contract i'm concerned about with this off season when can we just go to other buildings especially like in the press box and there's like a like a coke zero fountain and like normal coke and all that and then we go to ppg pain serena and we got rc cola diet rc cola <laughs> that that's my big concern right i respect that and just also, too, I mean, again, I, Tampa comes to mind. That's one of the most recent arenas that I've been to. But you just look at, you know, the way that their food is and all of that. And PPGs is great, not saying that in any means. But there could be kind of those areas of improvement, you know, bringing more local places in, which they have done. Obviously, there's the Permanis, There's the Milkshake Factory, which is really cool to see. But can there be a little bit more? Yeah, what and- else can be done? Especially with the food, too. I mean, we've, we've already seen changes, you know, over the past couple of years with, like, the ordering experience. Stuff that, like, maybe we wouldn't have thought of. Just, like, technological advancements. Like, they do the thing now mm-hmm. where I believe you can go on the app and order food. And then there's little, like, pickup stations. Like, a, like they look like lockers or they just put it in so you don't have to wait in line. So, stuff like that that maybe, I mean, I... I can't think of anything that I would add, but you know, like the locker concept isn't something I think I would have thought of anyway. So um, I don't know what the food ordering process is like at, you know, like UBS arena. Um, But, you know, something, something like that. Um, I don't know. You were talking about like, you know, Tampa, they have like the lightning and elements like that. What if they bring back, have you heard that like Pete, the penguin Remember? Have you ever heard about that in the seventies? Early. Is that the penguin that died? Yeah. (laughs) So sorry. They they had a penguin on loan from from the Pittsburgh Zoo. His name is Pete. Um, He died. I want to say it was pneumonia. They didn't. He they did not have his conditions like great. He was living in at the arena. R.I.P. in the most peace. I mean, but I think the best story. So he died, and then the zoo just loaned them another penguin, and they named it Repeat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
that. No. No. Repeat. What are we doing? I know. So if we can get maybe a third penguin from the zoo, uh, <laughs> if they would... We know we've we've learned a lot about how to treat penguins and the facilities they need to live in. Just an idea. Yep. Right. Bring bring some baby. Come on, can you imagine like baby penguins? Oh my god! You know they had one at um like I can't I don't know what the theme night was, but they did have a penguin in I don't know it was the aviary or what the he didn't go on the ice. It was like he was hanging out on like the concourse, and you could go I don't know if they'd let you pet him or whatever. You could see him, but I don't. I like got in the elevator when I got there, and it smelled funny. And it's like there's a cat carrier, and I looked in it, and it's a it's a little penguin. So. I just, that's, that's the dream. I just want to go cover a Penguins game and like hold a little baby penguin for like three minutes. That's, I don't think we're asking too much there. These are the ideas for the new group. Real penguins um, and (laughs) lights, cool lights and and Coke instead of RC Cola. Those are the, those are the three things I'd look for. (laughs) I think those are very reasonable demands. Well, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk a little bit about the remaining teams in the playoffs. Well, now there's three, so we'll talk about that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to podcast on Fifth Ave. She is Taylor. I am Jenna. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals wrapped up. It was a wild series. It just, I feel like all of the goals were scored. Every single goal, just all of them. Colorado getting the sweep of Edmonton, which I definitely would not have predicted, Taylor. No, I mean, when... You missed last week, Jordan and I, we did our our series predictions and we were both in agreement like, okay, Colorado is definitely going to come out of this series. But I think we both picked seven games just because of like Connor McDavid and Leandra Eisleidel. And we saw, you know, in the earlier series how um, they were able to kind of single-handedly close out some games. Um, And we, I I think I said, you know, like, so those two are definitely going to stretch this to seven, but I mean, a sweep. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, and just the way that it all happened, it seemed like momentum swung like crazy in these games, especially the first game of that series where it's like Colorado goes up, Edmonton's like, haha, we're coming back. It just, all of it felt like a swinging pendulum. And everybody says momentum in sports isn't a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, and Mike Smith, not great. I think, I, you know, just looking at these Oilers, I don't know what they do in the, in the off season because I mean, they're going to have cap troubles to just, you know, being up against yeah. the cap. I know, you know, they've said they want a Vander Kane back because the Vander Kane did have a really good playoffs for them. But if they're going to, you know, retain a lot of these guys, they're not going to have a lot of money to go out there and, and upgrade goaltending. So um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if these Oilers necessarily need 
major change. I think, you know, they did take just major strides this year anyway, just and some of the, the additions they, they did add, um, you know, like Kane. But, um, yeah, I don't know, just a very interesting series. Yeah, goaltending goaltending and defense, obviously the big holes with them. So I don't know. It would be inter- interesting to see what they upgrade this offseason, but uh, not a lot of money to, to work with. No. And again, like they did take a lot of strides and this was something you have a, you have players like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You expect this team to really compete, especially for a Stanley cup and for them to, you know, win the way that they did to get to this point was great. But again, there's definitely issues that they're going to look to fix, including the fact that their goaltending was not great and you need a solid goaltender in the postseason. I uh, I saw a tweet saying his name is just Connor David now because McKinnon kept the Mick and because people are calling it like the Mick Conference Finals because yeah. McKinnon McDavid. And I saw the tweet after like I think it's just Connor David now. So Connor <laughs> David, Connor David. <laughs> poor Connor David. Yeah, but you mentioned McKinnon. I mean, just the ads do really seem unstoppable, especially just with the pace that we're getting from this Eastern Conference final. It'll be really interesting to kind of see. There's always that debate, you know, rest versus rust. How is that going to go with the Avs? Probably getting, I would guess, almost a week, probably by the way that this is going to shake out yeah. um, of rest before that series starts. And that's huge this time of year because everyone's dealing with something. Um, yeah. I mean, the Avs, I mean, the big storyline of them, I mean, one of the storylines, just like their number of uh, in-season acquisitions that are really stepping up for them and are just being huge in this um, in these playoffs, you know, like Lekkanen. McKinnon had the quote, yep. he said, that's why you trade for a guy like that at the deadline. I'd trade 10 first-rounders for him right now. <laughs> um, we'll all be gone when those guys come to the league anyways. I mean, the 10 first-rounders. So he probably doesn't have a future as a GM, Nathan McKinnon. Um, but, <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, but I mean, like his, his, you know, we'll all be gone when those guys come into the league anyways. I mean, that's just an interesting, I, I think we know players have that mentality. I think it's interesting to see them say that, you know, yeah. when, when you know, the Penguins, if they part with like a first round pick, a high draft pick, the guys like Crosby, you know, whoever, they don't care because they wouldn't see that pick pan out anyway. Most likely. I just think it's interesting that uh, we hear them actually articulate that. But, you know, that's um, that's mentality these players have. Yeah, it's the win now mode, especially for so many of these guys that don't have Stanley Cups. They're like, we want to do anything and everything to get one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the Eastern series, I can't I, I can't remember what my prediction was. I, I think I said Tampa. I might have said six or seven. I think you know, and it looks like this one might might go the distance. It's <laughs> so it's it's an interesting series for sure. But I mean, like the goaltending has been you know one of the big stories in this one. And as we all thought, you know, it's the two best goalies in the league going head to head. And both teams are finding ways to exploit the opposing goalie, which I think is super fascinating. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, so I can't like generalize it. But, or I'm going to generalize that I can't specify it. That's the word. Um, but the Rangers are beating Vasilevsky high blocker side, like more than anything else. I want to say it, it was through three games, like 17 times. Or, you know, they're finding ways. They're taking shots so much, so much more of a high volume of shots 
against his high blocker just because they've found that as a weakness. And on the flip side, this was actually a weakness that the Penguins exploited of Igor Shosturkin, but he, they're beating him five hole tremendously. So it's like, it's so funny to kind of see the parallel here. Yeah, I think, you know, this is a series that goes seven seven games. Um, yeah. I don't know who my pick is now to get out of it. I think I'm still sticking with, with, with Tampa. What about you? Because we didn't get your pick. I'm, I would. I was going to say, going into this, I've told people Colorado and Tampa. I think Colorado does win the Cup just because Tampa feels like they're gassed but still somehow finding ways to win games and keep things competitive. I mean, you thought that Toronto was going to be done all of a sudden. Now it's like, oh, they have a whole lot of life. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested. And one of, oh, go ahead. I, I'm interested to see Jack Johnson in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> Yeah. Right? <laughs> Will Jack Johnson get a Stanley Cup? Yeah. With the Colorado Avalanche. The universe, the way things work out. Crosby and the Penguins out first round. Jack Johnson, Stanley Cup final. But and he's actually been playing in a lot of these games. You know, he wasn't a regular throughout the season. He's like a six seven guy, but uh, he's actually uh been in. I only saw I think only one goal that stands out that he really got burned on. It was like I think the opening goal of that series. But other than that, he's He's been fine. <laughs> He's been fine, which is exactly what the Avalanche need him to be. I think one of the intriguing things to me between Tampa and the Rangers was like, how were the Rangers going to match up against Tampa's experience? Because again, when you win two Stanley Cups in a row, you know how to win these really tough games. You know how to grind everything out, considering just how much of a grind it is to win a Stanley Cup, let alone back-to-back, let alone have a chance at a third. But I think the Rangers, the way that they've won both series, going to game sevens both times and having a lot of these young guys, most of them in their first playoff appearance, really get that experience. I think that kind of makes it a little bit more evenly matched in that sense, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And I I think... um if the Rangers make it out of this series, maybe that'll help them too, that they do have those young guys that are really carrying a big part of this, um, the load for them. Cause yeah, they're going to be going up against a Colorado team. that's pretty rested. Um, yeah. So yeah, having, having those young guys, I think would help. But I mean, if Tampa comes out, comes out of this, I mean, it's going to be a rested Colorado team against a Tampa team that really has really not had that much time off in the last several years. No, and has been beat up and beat up. And somehow I, I keep comparing them to like the video game giant snake that you can't kill no matter what combination of buttons you push. Yeah. Like that's how they feel. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, people were writing that off Tampa, I think, as like a, or just like not picking them, you know, to, to win the cup this year because, you know, like how could they go three in a row? But I, they might go three in a row. I, I'm still they sticking might. with Colorado. No, no matter who makes, makes it out of the East, I think Colorado is just so dominant. But, it's it's yeah. gonna be an interesting series for sure let the excitement continue well we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we got some fun stories we got some cute stories including a uh penguins defenseman who is a pretty darn god good darn gosh darn good something like that babysitter that's where we're going so uh stick with us we'll be right back Welcome back to Podcast on Fifth Ave. 
So Taylor, you were up at the Penguins practice facility earlier this week, and you saw a whole lot of things happening, including a penguin who was injured back on the ice. Yeah, I uh, obviously have nothing better to do with my last season, so I've just been going to the rink anyway. It's actually around the corner from the gym I go to, so I've been just popping in in the morning to see if anything's happening, um, and stuff's been happening. Uh, Brian Dumoulin, so the first day I went, Dumoulin was back on the ice, which is crazy because it's been just about a month since he was hurt. Uh, and yeah. he talked about, I mean, he, he had a full tear of his MCL. He talked about how his shin was slipping out of his kneecap. <laughs> and I'm watching him. He looks fine. He's moving normally. You can't tell anything's wrong. It's not like it doesn't look like he's rehabbing from something. He, he looks hundred percent, but yeah, so he's in town. Um, the first day I went and I saw him, it was just him on the ice, skating with Ty Hennis, the Penguin skills coach who always does work with the, the injured guys. But, um, and he, I mean, he skated for about like 45 minutes or so. And then the next time I went, um, which is Tuesday, I want to say it was Tuesday, um, Dumoulin came out on the ice with uh, Ty Hennis again. And um, there's, there's a woman, I couldn't tell initially who it was. I mean, a little shorter. And then, once you know she turned around, I realized it's Emily Matheson, um, Emily Flaser, Matheson, Mike Matheson's wife. She, though, is a defender for Team USA now. She hasn't played um, in quite some time now, just because they had their son Hudson, um, who just celebrated his first birthday. So it's been almost two years that she hasn't, you know, represented Team USA. But so it looks like, she, and I don't think she's she's never officially like retired. So I don't know if she's working towards a return for either internationally or just this PWHPA um, potential league because she is affiliated with the PWHPA. So um, she was on the ice and then I looked over uh, on the bench and there's like a, a little toddler kid running back and forth and Mike Matheson's kid is only one years old so it's not his it's Dumoulin's and then um so and I mean he's he's on the bench by himself and then Mike Mike Matheson comes out Mike Matheson isn't skating but he was on kind of just babysitting duty um for most of I mean it was like a longer skate it was like 45 minutes an hour but Mike Matheson was was babysitting I think it's Brayden uh Dumoulin Dumoulin's son's name um but I thought it was so funny so I mean through Part after you know maybe twenty minutes half an hour, Mike Mike Matheson did go back into the locker room, um, and just kind of left Braden out there. Um, so they had the bench door open, and Braden he's standing uh, at the bench door. Uh, I think he's like four or five years old, uh, little kid. I don't know. I mean, and he's passing Emily uh, Matheson, Brian Dumoulin pucks from the bench, and he looked impressive to me for like a four or five year old. But he's doing that. Um, and then every time, like, you know, Dublin, Emily Matheson, Ty Hennis kind of, like, drifted away from him. You he, you could tell he wanted to go out onto the ice so bad. So, he, like, <laughs> he put he put a foot down and then kind of, like, look around, just kind of seeing, like, am I going to get away with this? And then, like, he'd take the other foot and step onto the ice. And then, um, and then Dumoulin would see him and be like, no, no, get back. And then he'd skate over, pick him up, put him back on the bench, go back out there. <laughs> and then it would, like, repeat. And then, like, a couple minutes later, Brayden would, like, put a foot out, like, am, am I going <laughs> to be able to get out here? But eventually they did have to like lock him into the bench, like shut the, the door to leave and then the door to, to get out. So, um, but then he, yeah, he was just running back and forth, like lobbing pucks over the, the boards to, to Dumoulin and, and Emily Matheson. So it, it was really cute. And it's cool that, you know, that 
they're all you know together like that and Mike Matheson was the babysitter but yeah it was a, it was a cool thing and cool to see Dumoulin back on the ice yeah. four yeah. weeks after his shin slipping out of his kneecap that's insane the fa- the recovery and like the treatment that these guys get is just beyond fascinating to me and just how quickly they can get back out there and it's like oh yeah no we're good I'm like mm. but I mean again really good to see him out there also Mike Matheson would probably be that babysitter as a kid that you were like yes because he'd let you get away with anything yeah he he's I love the way he talks about like his his wife and like how supportive he is of like what she's doing um you know with her career and all that and because she coached when Team USA in Canada played at PPG Pants Arena recently that exhibition game because I mean she's not playing it so she was the coach and I remember him talking about how excited he was to be able to um you know like watch Hunter during that game and kind of have the tables flip because normally she's watching um uh, Hudson, Hudson, Hunter's Brian Russ Hudson. kid. Hudson, she was watching. She normally watches Hudson at, at their games, but he was really excited to, um, you know, the way he phrased it was deal with Hudson during the game, and then after the game, yep. remember, like I, we asked the follow up, he like he's like his wife got mad at him for, for phrasing as dealing with Hudson. Um, so he he said it was a privilege to be with Hudson, but I remember seeing him um after that game the the exhibition game and like just pushing their baby around in the stroller outside the locker room and like showing him off to uh, all the like the u.s and canadian women so uh re- really cool yeah mike madison he, he has to be like a cool babysitter for sure wholesome dad cool babysitter we love it for sure 100 percent um so i do have a little a couple funny stories um, I was in Canada this past weekend, so that's why I didn't record. Um, friend of the podcast and my boyfriend, Mike DeFabo, um, and I went up to Quebec City for a wedding. And so you think we're in Canada, right? It is game two of the Western Conference Final. And obviously, Quebec City, they're probably not the biggest fans of Colorado because obviously used to be the Nordiques, but Edmonton and Connor McDavid, you think like people would be super into it, right? So on the night of the game, we went out to dinner and then we were walking along the street looking for a bar that we're like, oh, let's pop in, get a beer, watch the game. So we walk by, we're walking up to this bar and it is bumping. Like, it seems like there's a lot of people, seems like there's a great vibe and we're like, all right, this will be the place. Like, they'll have the game on. We'll go watch. We're turning to walk in, and there are two TVs in this bar, and they are playing the music video for Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> of course. Makes sense, yeah. I'm like, we're, we're as, as Canadians do, Sweet Home Alabama, like, for sure. So I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll go find another bar. So we walk further down the street. And there's this pub and there's a bunch of TVs and they have the game on. I'm like, great. This is going to be our spot. Let's go in. Let's go watch this. So we go, we order a beer at the bar. We sit down at a table. They immediately change it to NBA finals. Who's in the NBA I'm, I'm finals? Like, Definitely not the, finals. Celtics yeah. Warriors. <laughs> that didn't, yeah. No relation. I'm like, we are in Canada. It should not be this difficult to watch a hockey game, let alone the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, regardless of the team, you figured the Conference Finals in Canada would be a big deal. 
I was like, what is happening? So then we asked the bartender, we're like, hey, you know, would you guys be able to turn on the ga- the hockey game? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let me go do that. And we wait like five, ten minutes. Nothing's happening. She comes back to the table. She goes, actually, we've had a lot of requests for this basketball game. So I'm sorry, but I have to leave it on. I'm like, I, if I wanted to watch the NBA, I would have stayed in the United States. That's that's funny because we were just talking like before we started recording game seven of Carolina, New York, I was in New York and we went to a Canadian sports bar. And honestly, like Rangers fans are crazy. Like, listening to, like how, I don't know how, how loud they were. I mean, we're in a sports bar. Um, but yeah, it was, it's called the Canuck. Um, and Amazing. there's like a big picture of Sidney Crosby behind me where we were sitting. So can't escape him, but yeah, just like a lot of Canadian, no. um, Haley Wickenheiser, she was she was there, and then uh, Shania Twain, you know, big uh, <laughs> Canadian hockey player. But yeah, poster of her like <laughs> along with. Um, if you don't have Haley Wickenheiser, Sydney Crosby, and Shania Twain on the wall, you're just doing it wrong. Yeah, the Canuck though, good food. Um, would recommend it Ooh. if you are in New York City and want to watch a hockey game because uh, they will Love they that. will put it on TV. <laughs> they will put it on, unlike in Canada. I was like, what is happening? But you do mention Sidney Crosby. We walked into a Canadian hockey jersey store, which was super cool because obviously Quebec City, Montreal is their closest. So they have like all the kids' jerseys, um, you know, Cole Caulfield, Suzuki, all the younger Canadians uh, up on the wall. And then they have, you know, a couple things from different teams and naturally prominently displayed Sydney Crosby jerseys. Of course. That's, do you remember, well, no, you weren't here, but when the, um, the, the Vegas expansion draft happened, you could go to like Dick's Sporting Goods here and find like flurry Vegas jerseys. Um, yes. Same kind of vibe. It's like, doesn't matter where they actually play, but um, I mean, the way Pittsburgh latched onto flurry, and obviously Crosby in Canada. Not surprising, yep. but yeah, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> no, national treasure. So, and they did have a Tampa Bay 2020 Stanley Cup champion hat on sale. Flurry, see, he got a he got a Lady Bing vote. Like he finished. I think he might have got yeah. like two first place Lady Bing votes. Um, good for him. I mean, it, for okay, I think it was like 72 players got votes for the Lady Bing. No Penguins, <laughs> which. I mean, I didn't vote for for Penguin. I mean, Evan Rodriguez. I feel like if he would have went to the, you know, he was their least penalized player for the longest time. He went a really long time without getting a, a penalty, but then he kind of made up for it at the end. Um, but yep. that, and then um, what's the other? Oh, the Selkie vote was the one a lot of people are uh, mad about because Crosby and uh, Evan Rodriguez finished tied for thirty fourth. Um, <laughs> Now that doesn't mean that people think he's the thirty fourth best defensive forward in the in the league. Because you only the way these votes we get we get five spots. So if if he's not in your top five, it's it, I don't know. Like uh, most of these guys who are in like the twenties and thirties, they only got like one vote, you know, and it's like a tie, like a fourth, a fifth, fifth. I mean, he wasn't on my ballot. Yeah. Um. The the fifth place vote he got was um came from a Boston writer. Um, the fifth place vote for Evan Rodriguez came from Vancouver. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, everybody just loves to make such a big deal about it, especially like 
for Patrice Bergeron, who wins, and then everybody's freaking. It's like, what are we doing, guys? What's happening? I feel like because the way what they're doing the awards this year, it's it's not you know they're gonna have the one big award show where some of the bigger awards are announced, and Keenan Thompson's gonna host it, um, and it's gonna be yep, something in person. That. But for some of the the smaller ones that people don't care about as much, it has been like you know like every other day what they're announcing one, and when that happens, they yeah. do. You know, our our votes are made public, and I feel like every award that comes out and people see the voting uh, results, there's like a main character, and it's like everyone's ragging on this guy, and like why did he vote? So far, no one's gotten mad at me over any of my picks yet, so I feel good. I mean, people did ask. I think I, I've got a few Penguins fans asking like why I didn't have you know whoever, because I mean I okay I didn't have a single Penguin on my ballot other than. Brian Boyle, third for the Masters. And other than that, there's no penguins anywhere on my ballot, so don't get your hopes up. But so far, no one's uh, been mean to me on Twitter versus like, some crazy decisions. So I feel good. I was going to say, it's much like the rule of Twitter. Just don't be the main character. It's all you got to do. Every time they announce a new award, I'm not the main character or even a minor character. I feel good. <laughs> just you don't need to make an appearance in the play. You don't. The under, you can be the understudy. You don't have to make your big debut. It's good. No. No. <laughs> well, that will do it for this episode of Podcast on Fifth Ave. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and join us every Thursday. We have a lot of fun here. So uh, stay tuned for next week. We'll see you then.